0: podcasts from the cat. Welcome along to my first podcast. Over the years, I've interviewed some really interesting celebrities. As I'm a celebrity, get me out of fears on at the moment. I thought I'd share some of those with you. Earlier this year, I spoke to Dom Jolly, so we'll hear from him. And also, a couple of years ago, I spoke to Beverly Callard, so you'll hear from her as well. Sit back and enjoy. Joining me today, she's best known for her role as Liz MacDonald in Coronation Street, but now she's on tour with Little Voice. Beverly Callard, welcome.
1: Hi, thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me.
0: How's the tour going so far?
1: So far, so good. We opened last year, and originally it was just for 12 weeks. And because we had stunning evasions and full houses wherever we were playing... Uh, they extended it and now we're in the middle, well towards the end of another 20 week run so by the 15th of June we will have done 32 weeks Excellent
0: Tell us a bit about your character Mari Hoff.
1: She is amazing, well the play was written The Rise and Fall of Little Voice was written by uh, a brilliant author called Jim Cartwright and they made it into a film, it's been on all over the world and Jim has watched all the versions of it and he decided he wanted to direct it himself for the first time and he said because there was always something that wasn't perfect so he wanted to do it the way he intended and so it was about two years ago he asked me to play Mari Hoff and I read the script and of course the film is very different I'd seen the film but it was a long time ago and uh, Mari Hoff is the leading role she's sort of the juggernaut that drives the show I think there's only six pages I'm not on stage and those are rapid costume changes so it's chaos but she's it's the most amazing part as soon as I read it I just said to him Jim yes wherever whenever this is incredible because so few good parts are written for women these days you know and even in classical plays whether it be Shakespeare or Chekhov you'll get 10 12 men two women you know and this role is just amazing she is she's the mum of little voice and a uh, husband has died. Uh, so she's a grieving widow. She's on the verge of alcoholism. Uh, she loved her husband, but she would never have been faithful to him, I don't think. It was a bit boring for her, but she he stabilized her and she really resents him for dying. Her husband had this amazing record collection. He loved all the divas uh, of show business, Barbara Streisand, Judy Garland, and uh, he played his records all the time. And their daughter, LV, Little Voice, because she very rarely speaks, uh, shared his love of these records. And since the father died, Little Voice has gone into herself completely and hardly ever speaks at all, hence the name. And the mum and daughter love each other, but there's a massive breakdown in communication. And so the play is funny. It's uh, very sad as well. Uh, The music is amazing. Uh, Jess, who plays Little Voice, the medley that she sings has been written specially for, put together specially for her. It's incredible. She's a, the most amazing singer. Uh, we've got Dougie Brown in it who plays the uh, club owner, Mr. Boo. He is Dougie Brown is amazing. He's 72 years old, and he's got more energy than the rest of us put <laughs> together. I'm telling you, uh, Ray Quinn who everyone knows from sort of the X Factor and Dancing on Ice and Brookside when he was much younger as well but this is his first straight acting role as an adult and he is incredible he plays Little Voice's boyfriend and he's very vulnerable and caring and sensitive and that comes through and it's just amazing we have had a fantastic time so we're just hoping that at the, the uh, Lyceum Theatre is just incredible. I've just arrived here today for the first time, and it's so beautiful. So we're just hoping that everyone comes to see it.
0: It is a lovely theatre, and I hope you get the turnout you expected. I hope so. You did touch on the movie a couple of minutes ago. Did you take any inspiration from the character that Brenda Blethyn played?
1: No, not at all. No, I'd seen the film years and years ago but uh, the role of Mari is quite different in the film to the play. Uh, In the film she was much more of a caricature. In the play uh, you see her uh, for really what she is and at first the audience laugh at her, then they begin to laugh with her, uh, they begin to care about her and they cry with her and it's quite amazing but i think as an actor you always have to put your own interpretation on a role anyway and uh if i'd have watched the film again it was on two weeks just before we started rehearsing and i just thought no i mustn't watch it because you can't imitate someone else's performance you know it has to be yours no a lot of
0: actors do do that though don't they but Sometimes they do. You've yeah. made the character your own.
1: Yes I have. Jim said well Jim Cartwright and his wife, they both said Marie is mine.
0: If you had to choose, do you enjoy TV or theatre the most?
1: I love both. Uh I will be filming again soon, uh which I can't tell you about yet, but uh after we finished on the 15th of June with Little Voice, I've got a couple of weeks off and then I'm back to work in TV. I love the intimacy of camera and the way you can underplay everything, but it still is uh, recognized. I love that, but there's nothing that beats the reaction of a live audience, just nothing.
0: So if Coronation Street came knocking again, would you consider returning? Uh,
1: I loved it. And I would never say never. Uh, I left two years ago. I think every actor, whether they be involved in TV or a long running series, should go back to the stage to keep your hand in. And I think the experience is just invaluable. But... uh, I was very fortunate when I handed my notice in they said, look we don't want you to go and we hope you come back so they didn't kill the uh, character of Liz off and I loved the way they wrote for me you know, that I just went from every drama to every comedy scenario it was amazing and I loved it so I would never say never
0: And your character was compared to Annie Walker wasn't she at one point?
1: Yes she was, yes yeah, I think uh, the strength of Coronation Street uh, is the women, and uh, I think it. I think all soaps go through peaks and troughs, but I think you know the Elsie Tanners, the Annie Walkers, the Bet Lynchers, Hilda Ogden's. Uh, you those will just never be forgotten, and it, that's credit to the actors, but also to the writers as well.
0: If you could have auditioned for any character in any of the other soaps other than curry who would it be and why?
1: Ooh, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. I'll tell you whose character I love. I wouldn't say I, I would audition for it because she's created it, but I love Kat in EastEnders and I know Jessie uh, very well. And uh, I think she's an amazing actress. I think... Uh, Joe Joyner, who plays Tanya, is truly fantastic as well, you know, so uh, there's room for them all, you know.
0: Well, thank you very much for your time, and I hope the rest of the tour goes well for you.
1: It's an absolute pleasure. Please tell everyone to come and see it. 107.9, this is The
0: Earlier this year, I spoke to Dom Jolly on the phone, who was due to appear at Crew Lyceum this April. However, due to Covid, that was cancelled. I'm not sure whether it's been rescheduled or not, but here's what he had to say. Joining me on the phone is comedian, author, columnist and globetrotter, Mr Dom Jolly, who brings his first tour since 2011, the Holiday Snaps Tour to Crew Lyceum on the 5th of April. Dom, welcome to the show, sir.
2: Thanks very much. How you doing?
0: Yeah, not so bad yourself.
2: Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Travelling around the country.
0: Good. Where are you today?
2: Today I am in Worcester.
0: And how's the tour so going? To by, Sorry.
2: I've had to come by a jet ski.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. How's the tour going so far, Dom?
2: Uh, it's amazing, actually. Uh, I don't really do live stuff that much. i only really do one tour. And uh, the last tour I was kind of finding my feet. And this tour has just come together really well. Reviews have been great. I'm talking about what I really love, which is travel. And uh, it's great. I'm really enjoying it.
0: Cool. Just in case the title of the show doesn't give away the premise of it, what can we expect from the show?
2: Well, uh, basically, I've been travelling pretty much all my life. I've been to over 100 countries, and even when I'm doing comedy shows, I've tried to blag trips and, and jokes to go and do abroad. But I think some people, sometimes people are a bit confused and think, why is the guy dressing as a squirrel in North Korea? <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to bring it all together And I've been to you know places like Chernobyl, the Congo, Syria, North Korea um, And so I really I've just got all these photos and clips and weird stories And so it's kind of like your neighbour ringing you up and saying Do you want to come see my holiday snaps? But hopefully they're a little bit more interesting and a bit funnier than most, uh, most people
0: Yeah, you've visited some fascinating places in the world, Dom Is there anywhere in particular that you'd recommend as a must-visit destination?
2: Well, I mean I've got so many I love but I mean Cambodia I really, really love. I think it's a fascinating place that went through a terrible uh, government and situation in the sort of late seventies, but it's an incredible place and it hasn't been totally ruined by tourism. Um, North Korea is off it's not for everyone, but it, it's if you really want to travel somewhere that's just off the charts, different, cut off from the rest of the world, a one off experience, you'd be hard hard be hard pushed to be to beat North Korea. But obviously at the moment, I'm writing, I've am i just written a book called the Hezbollah Hiking Club, where I walked across Lebanon. And I don't think many people think about going to Lebanon for a holiday, but they should. There hasn't been a war there since 1990. Uh, it's the most incredible place. Food, uh, people, you know, the mountainside, you can go skiing, go to the beach. And there's this amazing thing called the Lebanon Mountain Trail, where you can walk all the way across Lebanon, which is what I did.
0: That sounds like paradise.
2: Yeah, it's amazing.
0: On the flip side, is there anywhere where you arrived and thought, "What the hell am I doing here?"
2: Well, Swindon's always felt a bit like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'm really bad. I sort of I find something good in most places. Um, I'm just not very good with beach holidays. Probably places most people quite like. I get a bit bored. I need to have something to do. So. You know, I'm not a massive fan of the Spanish beach holiday, or... Not really.
0: You I'm don't do sitting down, really down and my... relaxing, Dom. Is that what you're saying?
2: I'm not really, no. I'm quite restless, and I kind of like doing stuff. I like having a mission on a holiday. And, I, you know, I'm a, I write... This is my third travel book. And really, if I go on a nice, relaxing holiday, no one wants to read about that. I need to go off and get in trouble, and things to go wrong and then that makes a much more interesting reading.
0: Yeah, I imagine it does. Sitting on a beach is pretty dull, isn't it, really, when you think about it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I've sat on some weird beaches. I went off to Dominica, uh, which is an island which has volcanic black beaches, and I happened to be there. I was known to scuba dive, and uh, I happened to be there at the same time they were filming the first arc of the Caribbean. So it was quite weird. My first scuba dive I actually did under the black pearl and hanging out with Johnny Depp and... and uh, here and nightly, so that that was quite a good beach holiday.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's an experience in itself, by the sounds of it.
2: Yeah, it was crazy.
0: Over the years, you've dipped your toe into the world of reality TV in the past. Are there any current shows that you'd fancy being part of?
2: Uh, what I've been on recently. I think what I've done. I mean, I love reality TV. I know a lot of people are really snobby about it, but I can I can barely think of a reality TV show that I haven't watched and enjoyed. Um. I'm just addicted to them, and because a lot of my stuff is improv rather than scripted, it's actually a really good place for me to be on. Because I love reacting to things and being on it. Um, I've, I've been asked to be actually. I've been asked to be on a massive one this summer, and I haven't agreed yet, so I can't really tell you about that.
0: Right, that's bad. fair enough.
2: It is, but it is a very weird one. But um, what would I like to have done? I don't know, I've done most of them. I did, um, I did total wipeout, which was totally weird in Argentina. But I broke my metatarsal, that didn't go well.
0: So that I wasn't so fun. Grylls.
2: Yeah, it was fun until I broke my metatarsal. <laughs> I did the island with Bear grills, which is absolutely, hands down, the worst thing I've ever done. It was the hardest thing ever. And I got ripped apart. I showed some disgusting photos of my body <laughs> um, and what happened to it on that show. That was weird.
0: Yeah, a lot of people no, use the word hardcore. Bear grills is hardcore, isn't he?
2: I don't know. We called him barely there grilled <laughs> because uh, he, he only turned up on the actual day we went onto the island.
0: Oh right, so and he makes it that look glam. Being
2: trained by Royal Marines. So I'm a bit suspicious.
0: Yeah, he makes it look glamorous, though, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, I think he's contractually he has to take his shirt off within the first ten minutes of any show.
0: Oh, amazing! How did you get into comedy?
2: I kind of fell into it. I did. Most people do stupid stuff first and then get serious. I, I did serious stuff. I was a diplomat in Prague. I worked for ITN. I was a journalist in Parliament. And then I got fired because so I organized an interview with David Mello, who was the Minister of Sport and Culture at the time. And I can't remember how, but some friends kicked a football and I smacked him in the face. And I got, I thought that's what the world was calling for, but ITN fired me. And so I ended up doing a show called the Mark Thomas Comedy Product because they needed someone with. Uh, sort of comedy experience, with, with political experience. And I ended up there and thought, first day I was driving a tank through a McDonald's drive through and I thought, I can't believe I'm paid for this, so i do it for free.
0: You've probably heard this question a million times, Dom. Are we likely to see any more trigger-happy TV, or has that ship completely sailed?
2: I don't think so. I'm a bit too old for it, really. I mean, my kids would just be mortified, and I think there's a finite age beyond which you can't really dress as a squirrel. I did a mini trigger happy for all four uh, in 2016, mainly because I had a couple of ideas I wanted to do and I didn't have anywhere I could do them in. And I show a couple of those in the show. Uh, I go off to Venice to do an amazing uh, joke. But you know what, I kind of, uh, I, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I love it.
0: Yeah. Off the back of that question, Dom, do you still have the big phone?
2: I do still have the big phone. Yeah, that's the one thing I've kept. Uh, I, re- I recently moved out and I kind of shed quite a lot of stuff. I sold the giant squirrels for charity, but I've kept the big phone, and it sits in my uh, study at home. And it has—it's in a glass case, and it says "Do not break unless in in case of dire career emergency." You never
0: know. <laughs> you might break it out one day.
2: Oh, I'm sure I will one day. Yeah.
0: Now, Dom, final question. When I have guests, I always like to play one of their favourite songs. Not at all like Desert Island Disc, because that's for legal reasons. What song? Would you take with you if you were stranded on a desert island?
2: Oh, God, I mean, that changes. That changes pretty much every day. But at the moment, it would be Do Not Let Your Spirit way by a band called Gang of Youth.
0: Yes, I know that one well. Very good choice, Doc. Do you? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, no one knows them. I've got it. it's an amazing song.
0: No, really good choice. Well, thanks a lot uh, for great. your time, and we will see you at the Lyceum on the 5th of April. Hope the rest of the tour goes well in the meantime, but thanks for your time, Dom. It's been a pleasure. Uh,
2: thanks so much for having me on. I can't wait.
0: Not a problem. See you on the 5th? Yeah,
2: look good
0: to it. See you later. Thanks very much.
2: Bye. This is the cat.
0: Thanks for listening to my little podcast. Do listen out to The Cat 107.9. To find out if I do any more, In the meantime, take care and stay safe. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.